Hey folks, do you like podcasts? Do you have hobbies? Well, here's the show for you. The Hobby Shop Talk Podcast. Featuring childhood friends and old school noobs, Luke and Matt. Hello, this is Matt and this is the Hobby Shop Talk Podcast slash Old School Noob Podcast episode 28. And this is Matt and along with me is Luke. Luke, how are you doing on this wonderful bi-week Friday for our football? Well, Friday, Sunday for our football team. <laughs> good, good. We got some nice weather for uh, seasonably nice weather because uh, it's like 75 degrees out. Yeah, this is so weird. So, it's like. 31 day like recently and then it's like 80 you know then it's like cold again and then we have 70 so it's like get outside get all your stuff done so that's all i've been doing is bringing stuff inside and uh listening to the gunshots because it's also apparently uh hunting as well so being out in the country i hear a lot of gunshots today oh it must be is it turkey right now or what i think actually for uh it's where you're like take your kids hunting maybe you know i think like kids get a, a week before you know the actual hunting your kids. <laughs> That's a comic book but uh anyways I we should talk about that eventually though too sometimes we have to talk more about our comic book because this is a for later in the episode but i'm going to talk about something i've been listening to about writing comic books by my favorite comic book writers so it's just awesome the uh availability i don't know if that's the word or accessibility Nowadays, with some of the different things on the internet, it's crazy. But I digress. Yeah, yeah, I know a bunch of the page or uh, like artists have like patron pages where you can go watch them draw and yeah, Photoshop yeah. or whatever. Yeah, which crazy. yeah, um, would be pretty sweet. Luke and I were talking about this again. We should just record this stuff, and we probably wouldn't have to say it all again. But we haven't played a ton of Magic. You've been playing Arena. I did play games a couple weeks ago, but. My memory is just not the greatest, so I played some great games with the, the guys and watched them pretty much take turns kicking ass as I sat back and just had fun. It was just kind of the same thing again with Brent, Dylan, and Devin. Uh, before we get into some previews, and that's what we're going to talk about Magic, anything of note on Arena? No, I've just been doing the drafts for uh, Dominaria, so it's kind of fun because they brought back, like, kicker i don't know if yeah, you remember the yeah. kicker ability um so there's a lot of like three color kicker abilities so if it's a you know a black card uh there's like one kicker for red and then one kicker okay. for green so and you do different things for each kicker so i can't think of any cards off the top of my head but uh i'm truly an uh, old school noob when it comes to like the last two like i literally have not bought any of the the dominary set i didn't buy any of the double masters <laughs> it's just been too busy and you know once i wasn't at the game store which i was having the stuff at my fingertips i'll be honest it's not uh it goes back to why i started the game store it's not that accessible i work from home i don't go very many places to go get magic cards i could order them online i guess but uh so i just have not got anything from the last couple sets so yeah well, and me too, like I've been doing uh, video work on Friday nights for high school football. So that's, those are usually my nights to go play. So I haven't been to, you know, Lewis's game shop in quite a while. So should we talk about, uh, I mean, the next set is, what do we talk about first? Warhammer? Do you, 
Uh, do you, how much have you looked into the Warhammer stuff? Can we talk about that since is that out officially? Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, it's out now. Um, expensive. It's uh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's very expensive. It's like eighty bucks for the the commander, pack, you know, a deck. But there is like I don't know. There's just a bunch of jokes online of people just spending way well, yeah, too much money on it, pretty much. Like, hundreds, right? And of course, Magic yeah. fans, yeah, Magic fans, I just complain about everything yeah. that Wizards does. So no matter what they do, they they get pissed. If it was like fifty yeah. bucks, they're like, these aren't good enough. How are we supposed to collect these? They're not worth anything. Yeah. Everyone has them now. And I wanted like them too. So, and so and it just goes back to with the store. I was I could have ordered this months ago, and even then it was expensive. But they're like, man, it's showing up like a handful of months ago. It showed up on Amazon already, like for pre-order for a hundred bucks each. Yeah, now it's like several hundred dollars. And I really wanted to try these out because I love Warhammer. I love the the art and the, and all of that. It's Warhammer, so I will not pay that much for it myself. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't bought a, just, even a Commander uh, pack in a while. Um, what was the last one I got was New Capena, so that was a little while ago, but, yeah, those, we, well, we talked about the, the Legends deck, and then the, what's the, what's the other five-color one? Oh, yeah, yeah. That we talked, like, <laughs> this is Painbow, yep. Painbow, it was Painbow, yeah. So, oh, actually, you know, it's been that long since we recorded. One of the guys I work with, uh, he actually bought both those decks, so I was able to play them at the when I went to the office the last few times. So, but I kept losing with Leg- Legends Legacy. It yeah. is. I just kept kept losing to uh, the Painbow deck, and I thought you were gonna make some joke about the the length in between our recordings, and I was trying to think of one funny enough myself. Like, you know, he was able to, you know. <laughs> graduate high school get married and have kids between since our last recording but you know i was trying to think of like a, a joke <laughs> yeah something yeah. actually funny <laughs> uh, so so anyways yeah these warhammer ones uh i mean honestly just because i knew how much you were i i haven't even yeah. looked at them i don't <laughs> so it might not be i think we skip i don't know that and talk about I mean, the very beginning of like the year, I'm guessing it was when we started looking forward to sets coming up. You and I both, I think, said we were most excited for the Brothers War, which is now the next set coming out. Uh, and I'm just going to read a blurb. This is from Wargamer. I just found it quickly before. I like to just give a little background on the, you know, what the set is and. And it also just mentions it's the fourth and final standard uh, set for 2022 um, taking place on the premier plane of Dominaria. And it's going to cover a pivotal moment in the history of the Magic Gathering universe, a ma- massive world-spanning war featuring devastating mar- uh, magical artifacts, monstrous mechs, and some of the Magic's oldest heroes and villains. Which right there, I mean, friggin' mechs? I'm I like I'm all for mechs now. I don't care. Mechs are cool. Uh, I didn't even know that. So just reading that, like I pulled that page up. I'm, I just read a little bit. So honestly, I'm glad it's as good as it was. But uh, yeah, that sounds cool to me. Yeah, it's, it's the mechs are kind of like a callback to in one of the old novels. I think it was uh, which one was it? Anyways, uh, Urza builds those big uh like mech suits that 
um, him and then I think three other, I forget the characters because it's been so long since I've read it, but so they all load up into those mechs and then go fight the Phyrexians, so it was pretty good. Literally never heard of that, and it just sounds awesome, though. Yeah, it's in, I have the book right here, I bet. Let me see which one it is. It's the Artifact Cycle 2, and it's, plane, it's Planeswalker, Time Stream, and then Bloodlines, and that's the Artifact Cycle 2. Uh, Artifact Cycle 1 is a lot of money. I forget how much it is, but I'm curious now, so I'm going to go look it up. Yeah, I'll have to look back. I don't know what I all have, but I know, too, like, I just... uh I don't think I got rid of them, but I, I may have even just gave some, like, just gave them to you at some point. Some of them I had just because I wasn't reading them, so. Maybe I'm sitting on the money then. Good. I'll check. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. No, there was a while I went through and, there was a while I went through and tried to read, like, from the beginning. Well, not the really early beginning, because those books were, like, Arena and I forget what the other ones are called, but they weren't. I didn't read them. So then, like, the start of, like, the canon storyline, I started buying them all. Uh, so, Luke, I'm looking at some spoilers. I'm just going to message you. I'm guessing for, uh, I'm on magicspoiler.com. Looking at, uh, you know, I just quickly perused and I didn't read through all the cards. I was just going through and looking for, um, some that caught my eye. And it's just the names, you know, as you scroll through. I mean, so again, I'm on magicspoiler.com on the Brothers War where they have some of the upcoming spoilers. We have Mishra, Lost to Phyrexia, a legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian artificer. I'm not going to read through the whole thing because it looks like it does a lot, but it's a 9 9. Uh, we got Mishra, claimed by Gix. It's another Mishra. But then we see some Urzas. We have Urza Planeswalker, so we have a legendary Planeswalker. Four abilities, including a minus 10. Uh, and uh, Urza Lord Protector. But Anyways, just on a, a quick glance, I just, that's what caught my, uh, my thought. And then also just the, like you said about the artifact, just the old school look of some of the artifacts, like the soul ring I'm looking at. Ivory Tower, oh, and they have that, the old border, engine. the gold border. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those yeah, look sweet. Skull clamp. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the things that caught my eye. It was just, yeah, some of those names, Urza, Mishra, you know, multiple different. You know, cards and then yeah, the artifacts. So, did you see these the the transformer crossover to the universes beyond? No. So there's oh, so if me. you go down, I'm in Sorry. the MTG Goldfish in the Brothers War spoilers, and yeah, like at towards the bottom, it has a ton like all the transformers. So and they have like the ability more than meets the eye, and you can pay it for um a different casting cost and then something happens. But anyways, go down and look at the, the lands are sweet. I mean, I'm just, I didn't scroll all the way down the, the full art lands for brothers war have these mechs that just look awesome. Oh yeah. Like the swamp has like that. Yeah. yeah. The Island. It's massive mech in the, uh, ocean. It reminds yeah. me of a, uh, scythe. The board game, which I've got multiple still, but, uh, you know, just an old school look, you know, like in the prairie somewhere. And then there's a mech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What were your thoughts? Any first thoughts? You know, there's a ton of spoilers. Uh, yeah, there isn't much. But, I wasn't, I mean, like the Urza 
how do you so both so they go together so for example so yeah you have to get like the the might and the meek stone or the might and the weak stone you can exile it and then um meld them into urza planeswalker yeah so, so that uh, must be I'll read get him to the planeswalker i'll read the, instead because he's a creature yeah you can read yeah, it i'll read this so this is what i mentioned here's a lord protector so it's a blue a white and one additional legendary creature human artificer artifact instant and sorcery spells you cast plus one less to cast which is already pretty sweet and then oh, and he's only three to get out did you say his mana cost yeah three to get out and he's a two four and then uh first you pay seven you don't tap it if you if you both own and control Urza Lord Protector and an artifact named the Mightstone and Weakstone. Exile them, then meld them into Urza Planeswalker. Activate only as a sorcery. So then you can create Urza Planeswalker. I'm going to have to pull up the words. There's so much stuff on the card, I can't even read it. It's hard to see, yeah. Without even... Uh, so I'll read through them here. I have uh, so plus two artifact, instant, and so this is uh, Urza Planeswalker. It's a seven for um, starting loyalty. Yeah, starting loyalty. Uh, once during each of your turns, you may activate an additional loyalty ability of Ursa Planeswalker. You may activate Jeez. the same ability twice. So I, I missed that. Then, so it's plus two artifact, instant, and sorcery spells you cast this turn cost two less to cast. You gain two life. Jeez. Plus one. Draw two cards, then discard a card. It's a zero. Create two one-one colorless soldier artifact creature tokens. Then it's minus minus three exile target non-land permanent, and then it's minus ten, like I mentioned. Artifacts and planeswalkers you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Destroy all non-land permanents. I mean that's just <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, and then power creep is real. I'll read the uh the so the might and the might stone and weak stone. It's a five cost. Uh, artifact. When the Might Stone and Weak Stone, it's a legendary artifact, Power Stone, I should throw that in. When the Might Stone and Weak Stone enters a battlefield, choose one. Draw two cards, or target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. And then it also has tap, add two, uh, colorless. This mana can't be spent to cast non artifact spells. Melds with Urza Lord Protector. So that's the Might Stone and Weak Stone, but. Yeah, so lots of stuff going together there. Uh, yeah, I'll be curious because I'm, I'm almost certain that will be like the the main, uh, commander on Brawl in Arena. Yeah, because right now it's that Jota, the five color Jota, so it's pretty fun playing uh, with it. Playing against it gets kind of annoying, so I usually don't play with it. <laughs> and then, so I made like this mono white deck to try to counteract the. Uh, all the multicolor stuff, but anyways, yeah. So, I'm guessing Urza these... Lord Protector will be the new, you know, the new commander once it comes out in Arena. Uh, this other one too. I'll, I'll read through this. But I'm gonna go one second. I'm gonna go. It's gonna be to go. Right. I'm gonna look at the. Or unless you wanna look, and else when I get back, I was gonna go through the Mish, Mishra Last of Phyrexia is the same kind of thing as that other one. Oh yeah. If you want to Mishra. read through, just so I'm not, but I think we should look at the the other one. The other big one is just the Mishra. Mishra claimed by Gix, and then the Gix or Gix, I don't know, G I X. The Mishra last to Phyrexia. Yeah, so Mishra claimed by Gix is whenever you tap, or so he's four converted mana cost, two colorless, a swamp, and a mountain. 
and a legendary creature, Phyrexian Human Artificer. Whenever you attack, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life, where X is the number of attacking creature creatures. If Mishra, claimed by Gix, and a creature named Phyrexian Dragon Engine are attacking, and you both own and control them, exile them, and then meld them into Mishra lost to the lost to Phyrexia. It enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. So the flippity flop side is Mishra lost to Phyrexia. It's a legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Artificer. Whenever Mishra lost to Phyrexia enters the battlefield or attacks, choose three. Target opponent discards two cards. Mishra deals three damage to any target. Destroy target artifact or planeswalker. Goes good against his brother Urza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, creatures you control gain menace and trample until end of turn. Creatures you don't control get negative one, negative one until end of turn. And then creature or create two tap power stone tokens. And you can choose three of these. It doesn't say it doesn't say you can choose three more than once, like the Urza did, right? Didn't Urza say that? Uh choose three. Like you made Yeah, like it said you could do it, uh, you could choose the same one more than once. Yeah, and they didn't say that for nope. Mishra. So curious about that so anyways so the phyrexian dragon engine that you have to be attacking with as well is uh three colorless mana for converted mana cost uh phyrexian dragon engine artifact creature phyrexian dragon it has double strike and when phyrexian dragon engine en enters the battlefield from your graveyard you may discard your hand if you do draw three cards and then it has unearth for three colorless and two mountains and it's a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, so that, that was just, I'm not going to go through these ones because there's just so much with these. But then there's also, I just noticed, Mishra Eminent 1, which is blue, black, and red. And then also Urza, Chief Artificer, uh, which is uh, 3, and then a Plains, uh, Island, and Swamp. Uh, so multiple of each Urza and Mishra, it looks like. So these are the commander commanders, right? Versions of these. So these are the Brother Wars, uh, Brothers War commander sets. Because you know how each of these, yeah. So like some of these bigger ones, they have the commander yep. cards, and then uh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I'm looking. I think this one does so far look pretty cool, and I like the mechs. Uh, to be honest, I didn't pay enough attention and realize that was part of it, so that's even cooler. And man, those lands just look awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it should be a fun set. It'll be nice when they start dropping more uh, spoilers and previews. Well, so... like we said, I, will no I will note that uh, Urza's wife, Queen Kayla Ben Krug, is on there, so I don't know. In the novel, they talk about how her dad, Kayla Ben Krug's dad, was like... Any man that can get this tower to do this or whatever will, you know, pretty much get my daughter's hand in marriage or whatever it was. And so all these, like, you know, price strong, beefy guys were trying to lift it or do whatever. <laughs> and then Urza used his, you know, his uh, smarts to get something to pick it up. And it was in, you know, all those novels I was talking about. So, yeah, I see that. It's kind of cool. They bring her in, too. Yep. She's a. Uh, three cost, two, three, three, legendary creature, human noble. Uh, 
but I'm going to go through the ability. Yeah, so it's yeah. definitely you get into the story. So uh, I'm guessing it would probably just be a quick Google search, but to uh, yeah, figure out which exact books, you know, these are really relating to, uh, or at least the history of it. Well, they're probably spread out, you know, between that block because it's the artifact cycle one and two, which covers like six books. So, yeah, I'm but, a, yeah they're all pretty sweet if you if you're a reader. Yeah, so, like we said, we didn't uh, play too many games. We talked about Brothers War. I think, though, we just continue the magic, though, and go into the Magic the Gathering comic books. Uh, Yep. 13 and 14 that we've both yeah. <laughs> both read four or five times probably just because it's been so long since we were going to first record or uh yeah we tried review uh, them many times so i have read those many many times so yeah we're definitely gonna go back and do a refresher uh also this is just right in the middle this is sunday so it went away for some reason but man it's uh the, the 49ers and chiefs game is really back and forth and mccaffrey's already playing so anyways yeah, is it thirteen uh, to fourteen still? Yeah, I think Chiefs are up. I right? it was yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so thirteen and fourteen. And I'm, I'm everything that uh, coming up the the comics we read. I'm going to be uh, using Previews World just to give a quick little blurb, especially because it's been forever. So uh, at least to give some background to what we were talking about previously. Um, so thirteen Magic the Gathering from Boom Studios. Uh, in Zendikar, tomb raiding and death-defying adventures await as our three heroes finally learn to work as a team with Chandra Nalar as the unexpected and reluctant leader. In the hazards surrounding the Sky Rune, they encounter, like on Redacted, but uh, we'll talk about that, pushing Grok's hatred to the limit and sending the three into a reckless pursuit in the dangerous runes. Who's the mysterious figure that uh, that's Kant Grok's ire? And what new perils await in the depths of this ancient plane? So that was 13. So yeah, they're uh, going back to where they're trying to find a way because there's like a blockage uh, to cross planes um, into where we're we going back to Zendikar. <laughs> Too many planes. Yeah, they're in Zendikar right now. So they're going back to probably Is that where, yeah, Ravnica. Is that so they're. They're going, so they're going to different places to find something that has enough, uh, maybe power to go between planes. Um, and at the same time, um, you know, as a team, they're looking for, uh, on the tip of my tongue, Tybalt. So Tybalt is still on the thorn on their side, and that's the redacted, you know, previously. That's Garak's, uh, Garak doesn't like uh, that, again, that Tybalt uh, pretty much kills the kill. You know, Garak's all about the hunt. Um, so The yeah. thrill of the kill for, so, yeah, yeah, Tybalt. Like said, adventurers, in the beginning of the comic, it shows, you know, there's been many adventurers that really have tried to go, uh, uh, and this is into the plane of Zendikar, and it's said for many reasons, you know, that people are doing this wealth, lore, esoteric adventure, uh, but not many really survive. And uh, then, it, you know, we get to our fearsome team. Uh, no one it says no one told Gurak, Nico, or Chandra this. Uh, and so, yeah, they're, they're now going into this plane looking for, uh, really, for they're almost trying to see where Tybalt's going because they know that Tybalt and them are kind of trying to do the same thing because they've seen them in other powerful places. So, um, but uh, is Nico, uh, I like the action 
seeing Luke of uh, him flying through in the, in the first few pages. Like uh, he's he pretty much just loves all the the craziness of the arrows and things shooting at him, and he's just doing flips and parts doing like the parkour stuff, right? So yeah, he was kind of doing like the parkour stuff through uh, all the all the dangerous stuff on there in Zendikar. And then, yeah, Garak gets gets a whiff of uh, Tybalt and just kind of jumps off well, a cliff. Before that, it's kind of where it was, as I say, where it was kind of mentioning that uh, Chandra is like, pretty much, I can't believe that I'm going to be the one that has to be the leader of our group because she's never been, you know, one to be the leader. Um, and she comes up with a plan and yeah. they're like, you know, they're kind of giving her crap about it. And they're like, pretty much, that sounds like a good enough plan for me. And then, yeah, Garak's like, well, yeah time to hunt because he gets a whiff of uh, Tybalt and uh, just plunges right in. Um, I like the line. Uh, people make plans. God, God spin fakes, but sometimes they just don't take. Sometimes you have to live in the moment. So Nico takes off uh, going after Tybalt. I mean, just flying through this place without really paying attention. Um, but yeah, this is where we start to see Tybalt and then Devriel as well. And uh, they're talking about their master. And again, this is so hard for me to remember the, the name. They're, they revealed their master previously in the last issues, correct? The dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah yep. Miz it, right? But uh, so then, yeah, I like uh, Devriel. He's able to conjure, you know, these monsters. And I think he did that in previous issues as well. Uh, like how Tybalt says, Davrel may be a maybe a power a coward, but he has his uses. Yeah, uh, and so he's conjuring this massive monster to to stop the team. Was it Nico? Nico's ability is pretty crazy. It's with the mirrors. It shows him like throwing chunks of like or like glass or mirrors reflections. Yeah, like shards, yeah. right? Did they call them yeah, shards? Actually, uh, so. Nico throws a shard and really is throwing Gurak <laughs> at at them, and he like yeah. So somehow he he throws throws a shard. <laughs> they throw the shard. Don't be so don't be so insensitive, man. Let's go out. Nico throws that shard, and Gurak comes flying out of it at Tybalt. Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, I didn't know Nico's abilities really, so that's pretty pretty cool. Uh, so the other part of this too, I think that we didn't go back to is this where you know so they were also. Or this is towards the the end of this issue, sorry. When they, their that spirit was that was this the spirit did the spirit uh, that come to be from the last issue or is that this issue? Well, yeah, so like right after um, Tybalt or Tybalt calls Davriel a coward and then so Davriel does his thing. But then Garak gets to him and Davriel's like, whoa, are you no longer entertained, uh, entertained Tybalt? You know, kind of like you kind of ask for all this stuff. So but then uh, Tybalt's like, you know, call every specter in this dungeon. So that's when like the this random spirit comes up and starts talking and it talks to Nico who uh, they're like what you know like what did it say because no one could understand it and then Nico's like it said save me save Ravnica yeah 
Yeah, that's right. So remember the uh, slips towards the end of this issue where we, we meet the spirit. They called forth all these spirits, which one of them was one they had to talk to talk to Nico. And and yeah, we find out who it is later in episode or in uh, episode yeah, in. It, it kind of ends with, uh, you know, they're, you know, what, what did it mean? And it's, uh, you know, so they said, well, they're going to have to bring it back to life and then they're going to get their answers. So now they have to set out to try to figure out who, what this spirit is and bring it back to life and see what it meant by that. But so this one had a lot of action, uh, you know, uh, and uh, ended with another cliffhanger. Every one of these does end with really good cliffhangers that does make you want to read the next one. Yeah, it's been it's been a good uh, series uh, so far. I'll read the previews world quick uh, of 14. Uh, Planeswalker's journey to Lockwain to find the Cauldron of Eternity and finally uncover the identity of the specter haunting Nico's steps. Many knights have fallen in their quest for the Cauldron. If our heroes find it, they must prove their worth. But if they succeed, they might discover the identity of the specter and the dangerous implications of that knowledge. So another journey to find another. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, and this time they're on Eldraine. This is the cool part getting to be they're on all these different, uh, you know, all the different planes you hear about. You know, it's just literally. Yeah. It says a. Pl- a plane of myth and legend of chivalrous knights and clever rogues of canny druids and scheming fae. I don't know what a fae is, art, but... This, this whole series, though, too, the art has just been awesome. I mean, again, flipping through these uh, from the first page of uh, Gurak. Um, and so it starts out, too, uh, part of that's where Gurak is um, screaming because you see all the others with, like, an axe in one of them. You see Nico on the ground, looks like either unconscious or dead. And uh, then they're kind of uh, talking about it, that they saw this dream and like, you know, you died here in the wilds of Eldraine. So that's not an obvious, that's obviously not a good sign going into, into this place. But man, this page was what I was going to refer to as well. This, just that second page, uh, the art is so good in this series. What did, here, let's, did you, so did you already talk about this on the first page? It must be Garak yeah. dreaming, right? Cause his axe is through Chandra. Yeah. Did no, you see I that in the bottom corner? Yeah, I didn't even yeah. notice that I first time I read it. Yeah, that was his axe, though. But uh, yeah, so that's what I was saying. That's, it kind yeah. of starts out in this dream, and then it goes on to showing them, and you know, it's a, not a good sign for the journey to come that they just had a dream of them all dead, and yeah, an axe, Gurak's maybe axe in the back of Chandra. Um, but so, as it was saying, uh, it kind of starts with the, you have to go through each one of them uh, as they're going through, uh, Eldraine in the swamp. Um, and we see each one of them. And I guess, Luke, how would you describe it? Is it their like worst nightmares they each have to go through and prove themselves? Oh, yeah. Is that, yep. Yeah. This one, cause it's like Nico, he never lived up to his, you know, his, uh, calling yeah. or whatever, his fate. And then, um, uh, yeah, Chandra's. Yeah, Gur- oh, yeah. Gurak, uh, he's you just, I mean, we see, um, his, yeah, his Got dad, some daddy issues. Gurak, where are you, son? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so kind of first, when I first started, because Gurak's the first one, you're kind of like, it's pretty much, uh, uh, so each one of them has, Gurak Wildspeaker does not consider himself a complicated man, uh, you know, and then it goes on to the next one. Uh, Nico Reese has never considered themselves a complicated person, and then it, 
goes on on each one of them uh, to show, um, yeah, just like some of the worst fears that they have, and if they're able to to conquer those, which so uh, we go through and we see each one of them. Um, this one have to really go into too much to give too much away, but yeah, they each go through them, and then as they go through that uh, through the issue, then they're able to uh, each like say, I guess you know if you want to. Well, kind of earlier in the beginning of the issue, they talk, uh, Garak talks about how he was brought back by the cauldron of, uh, what was that? Yeah, the cauldron that they're looking for. So he's like, uh, the cauldron of, of eternity brought me back to life. And then Chandra's all pissed because she's like, I've been talking about my dead friend, Jace, this whole time. And you, you didn't tell me you knew how to bring people back kind of thing. And then Garak's like, do you have his soul? Do you have his body? And Chandra's like, no. And he's like, well, then why would I tell you? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then it goes into, yeah, like them, you know, like Garak kind of consider himself an, a wild animal and his dad, you know, like dad stuff. <laughs> you know, Chandra. It always goes back. Yeah. And that this is what it's so confusing reading Nico's because of the whole uh, pronouns or whatever. It's like. Largely because they've always considered self-reflection a waste of time. They've always known. Anyway, so. But yeah, so that's why I was kind of skipped. Because these are, some of these issues are tough when it's just, I mean, like, this is going into a dream state. Or there is a lot of, like, you know, then, now. And you're like, yeah. what's going Ravnica, on? Zendikar, <laughs> Eldrain. Yeah, so it is very difficult. But yeah, so they're each going through their own journeys, pretty much. And they have to get through all the way to the end. And they have to like reject you know at the very end you know their uh, end of this series of them going through this uh this well this kind of explains they kind of explain how the cauldron of eternity is testing them to because earlier in the issue it also said like the cauldron will find them you don't find it like you have to face adversity and this is kind of what they're doing yep here's the kind of it says everything it's like this is the trial to be proven worthy of life they must faith Face the death of self, the moment when giving in would be the sweetest relief, when fighting seems pointless and needless extension of pain, when everything hangs on the balance of a nice edge, the moment when one word must be spoken, and then they each say no, uh, and they know who they are. Each of them goes through, you know, and they start fighting back, like, nope, I know who I am. Um, and then, yeah. It's Garak, wild speaker, has never considered himself a complicated man and yet is ever haunted by the ghosts of his past. And then it kind of goes through each of those about each of them. You know, they've made it through this journey. Uh, and despite their individual frailties, however, they are as one. They did not give up. They showed the holy virtue of persistence. For I, the cauldron of eternity, have tested them and I have found them worthy. So. That kind of explains that whole process, but there was a lot going on for a handful of pages of each of them going through their own crap in their heads, <laughs> I guess, without yeah. lack of a better way to say it. Uh, and then, so for their reward, they get to see uh, who the spirit is. Uh, and it's Jace Bellerin saying, I have so much to tell you. I mean, again, you just kind of have a bigger. You know, Jason's dead. You know, he died when they went through that whole plan with Merritt Lage. I mean, at least we think she's dead, or they all think, or that he's dead. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, the ghost that the ghost that they that uh, Davriel brought out was Jace. I guess he really used his power. 
<laughs> yeah. So much to yep. be able to allow Jace to come from another plane, apparently. Uh, so yeah, it says Jace Bellerin, the Revenant Spirit, Ghost Speaker, Planeswalker, to be continued. And we had the best intentions to read 15, and I'm very interested to read 15 after that. Because he's yeah. like, you know, he said, I have so much to tell you. And so yeah. next time we'll for sure be doing, let's say, 15 and 16, do two at a time. But yeah. uh, I think, yeah, we're a handful. We have a handful. We can keep going. I think we're up to, are they up to 20 now? I don't yeah, have up to 19, I believe. I have 18 or 19 as my last one, so. How about, uh, I'm going to read the, the thing, the little blurb, and he's your favorite, I believe, uh, magic characters. So I'm going to allow you to just tell us all about a Johnny Gold made number one from Boom Studios. It's a standalone. So this, this again from Previews World. This standalone tale introduces new readers to fan favorite Planeswalker, a Johnny Goldman, while de- delving into his past adventures and uncovering surprising revelations for the brave healer's current fans. But what happens when the steadfast, valiant protector faces threats beyond his capabilities? So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We kind of talked about this beforehand. We, I wasn't too thrilled with this one. I mean, it wasn't the greatest. It kind of goes, I think it has, what, three different stories? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it just kind of shows. So the first one is a Johnny and uh, Jazal. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. His brother? Yeah, yeah. So in uh, Alara, where they, you know, where a Johnny's from. And I mean, most people know Ajani was kind of like an outcast because he's, I think, because of his white skin, <laughs> like, right? His white fur. Right. And then uh, he's missing an eye. So the pride thinks he's bad luck. You know, everyone mostly but his brother. So in the beginning, too, they're, they're like you see in it's like different art, even it really threw me off. I'm like, is this the art of the whole thing? But it's, yeah, it's like the some kids playing as Ajani and, uh, they're playing the game Planeswalker. Yeah, playing so the they're, game Planeswalker. You know. <laughs> Some little cubs and talking about, um, it said, uh, so one of them's playing a Johnny and he gets a pre- uh, betrayed by his brother. Today you die, but why? I have nothing, done nothing to you. You left us, you left Naya when we needed you most. And so we fight. So they made up a game. So, I mean, is that obviously some of the, the back history between them and kids like all and there's a whole other generation there's some other kids a little bit older and they're like oh you know you know about that game too I'm like oh yeah we want to play but like everybody's saying don't play it around to johnny like because he doesn't want to bring up the yeah bring up the past yeah so yeah i mean and honestly i i read this a few probably a week ago and like i was like the first stories with tamio about how they're trying to stop a, like a locust yeah, swarm. The tale of the endless hunger. Yep. So they're trying to save this village from. They're already in bad shape, but there's been this like swarm that just shows up, and there's like a flicker or something that people see that have survived this, and all of a sudden, yeah, like this swarm comes and just destroys everything, and then just disappears pretty much. Well, and then they kind of say, "So this was by is it Gist? Who was the?" The bad guy in that one, because what was it? Hold yeah, on, to look back. And this was a big issue too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it cost more too. I remember. Yeah, it's eight ninety nine, but it was a. I mean, it's like a. It's a pretty big issue. 
Yeah, so, well, the first one is the swarm was controlled by, I think, because it's another planeswalker. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, at the end, they're, when they're trying to save it, uh, it talks about uh, Tamayo, who's with them. So I, I speak to souls. Tamayo speaks to story. Combined, perhaps we can speak to similarity. Uh, we are planeswalker, even if little if the little cousin is strange to us we can find commonality so they were talking and saying it was the little cousin i was like what are they uh, I, I didn't really understand that but this little cousin and because then uh her name is grist yep yeah yep. so right there so grist is and she's just feeding her swarm of locusts not knowing that the people need that food to eat so but, and like all three of these stores are like you don't need to use violence no, that, was, to- that, was that was the point of this one <laughs> Is well, so the first ones, yeah. This one was, you know, here's this story, and you know, we didn't need to use violence. You know, they they were able to speak to this uh grist and say, you know, this is the uh, people's, you know, humans, you know, livelihood or whatever it is, <laughs> you know. And uh, I don't know if it's humans, I guess, right now, but uh, this village is, you know, and and uh, grist is like, oh, I didn't know this was somebody's pretty much, and then just left. It only like took a field or something, but so. That was the story, and then they're like, you know, kind of like, that was boring. You know, yeah. so then, okay, on another story. Yeah, the next one is the story of Shadows Upon Stone. Yeah, and Innistrad. So it's uh, has Nahiri, uh, and then uh, Arlen. Arlen Cord, who's the, the shape-shifting werewolf, Planeswalker. So apparently uh, she called to Johnny to come help because they think one of these mansions is uh, Soren's actually. His mansion is haunted, so they're just curious what it is, and they go there. And then they find Nahiri up in you know, like the attic or something waiting for Soren to come back because she wants to pretty much take him out for what she he did. Yeah, she blames so basic- him. She got some problems. Uh, <laughs> and he said, you tried to destroy Innistrad because you were angry with Soren Markov? <laughs> overly simplified <Yeah>. technically true <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny so this, this I'll be honest this story was better than the first story yeah the first story yeah Again, I was thinking action. that too Those kids were right you need action at least this had a yeah. little bit of something to it <laughs> so yeah then a Johnny finds her up there and she you know they start talking and you know she's like I acted in anger Soren acted in arrogance which one of us is worse kind of thing like it's you know the dichot- dichotomy of yeah, who was who was wrong and who was right, you know, and you could look at it both ways. But then, so Arlen at the time was looking around elsewhere in the mansion, and so once she realizes, you know, like she checks on a Johnny, and you know she's talking to, or a Johnny's is talking to Nahiri, and Arlen, you know, hates um, Nahiri because Nahiri wanted to take out Innistrad, you know, pretty much because of Soren. So Arlen attacks Nahiri right away. So much so then, drama of course, between all them, man. So many. You <laughs> need to go on like so, a, uh, a Jerry Springer show and air out the differences. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, uh, Johnny kind of has to pick, like, you know, am I going to help Nahiri fight Arlen or help Arlen fight Nahiri? And of course, he chooses peace. <laughs> so, yeah, in the end, uh, they kind of come to terms on. You know, Arlen doesn't want to attack her anymore, and Nahiri just leaves, essentially. And then the, the Cubs are like, you cheated, you promised to fight, and that was barely a fight at all. 
So, anyways, yeah, kind of adds to the cheesiness of the whole thing. Yeah, so, and so again, uh, oh man, you didn't. Uh, I'm gonna have to say this because now I think it was in one of the issues that we're gonna preview coming up. But it actually, uh, somebody calls somebody else milk toast. I believe it was or something. It was pretty funny. I giggled. In one of your, uh, one of the comic books? One of them, uh, for the magic ones, uh, for one oh, of nice. that we're going to preview, like Hidden Planeswalker, Hidden Planeswalker, one of them I read. Anyways, I just remembered that. But I was going to say that this is a very milk toast issue. And again, uh, this is. is your favorite character. I mean, you go to anything on, you know, read these, uh, Soren or, you know, anything on the, Fre- you know, the Phyrexians. So, um, swamps, black, if you go to like, Red anything in the red world and goblins, you know, the cool stories, and then you go to the the plains world and the boringness of the. I just, it's too. I actually so, this is honest here. I I I stopped and I was like, hopefully Luke read the story of Shadows Upon Stone because I was like, I'm over this right now. I'll read it at some point, but I was pretty bored by this point. Oh yeah, no, this is the one too where uh, he's back with the Jazal. Uh, and not uh alara and they're going on a hunt and you know this is why or this is where it brings up a johnny being bad luck for the pride and chazal you know obviously doesn't think so but then apparently there's one of the other lines from the pride that is jealous so he's like following them fall you know hunting and uh yeah like i'm not gonna get too into it because they did kind of suck i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think once you read the other magic issues there's there's so much, there's like just so much more character. Yeah. You know, I, I don't and, know how uh, to even describe it, but it's, yeah, it's just where I was like halfway through. I'm like, it just seemed like a chore for the podcast to read the rest of it. Yeah, right I know now. for sure. I was even reading it. I was like, this is a long <laughs> thing. <laughs> so no, anyways, anyways, don't get it. It's not worth it. Especially nine bucks. I mean, it was a big issue, but I mean, I'll go back because I'm kind of curious to hear, you know, more of his story because I didn't know anything about it, but I mean, it wasn't the best, I guess. Um, yeah, and the art wasn't compared to the it was a ones. little, yeah, um, it was still good, but it just wasn't. So, I'm just gonna preview because I already read the Hidden Planeswalker, um, and so yeah, I but I'm just gonna preview because we'll do this for next one, and I'll say this I really like this issue, Luke, but I'm gonna do a quick preview. Uh, so it says delve deeper in the Magic Gathering universe again. This is from Previews World. Um, let's get that. While our heroes have many dangers to face throughout the multiverse, the powerful necromancer Liliana Vest returns to her home as a professor at the greatest college of magic in the multiverse. But she doesn't return alone, sensing the presence of a distant planeswalker calling, distant planeswalker calling for help. One with the power to save or destroy, uh, entire planes puts her on a collision course with the diabolical machinations of the, of Tezzeret, the master of metal. So that's the other one that I have to read still, which I do have the Tezzeret Master Metal. Yeah, this is kind of cool. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. It's, it, I mean, it reminds me of like some kind of people would be mad about that saying that, like Harry Potter. I mean, it's Liliana Vess, uh, going to, uh, Strixhaven and being a professor oh, yeah. of necromancy. Um, so no, that was a pretty good issue. So we'll, we'll talk about that one on the, the next episode. Um, Luke. I was I was just thinking that she should be a professor of necrophilia. That would get a get a lot of <laughs> get a lot of uh 
new yeah. new uh fans for Magic the Gathering. Oh, they're gonna put that in our like podcast uh, little thing too. So when somebody searches that, they're gonna be like, well, "What's this <laughs> podcast?" Uh, so did you before? I have a. I'm gonna read two other previews, and then uh, I have a couple comics coming up. Did you have any? Uh, since we're over Magic here, any others that you read to talk about? For Magic or comics Just in general comics or in what? General. Well, I have uh, the X-Men storyline. I'll get back on track with that, though, like in the next one. Right. And then yeah. I have the the preview for up to December for Marvel. And you'd be surprised. I didn't really find much, you know, exciting coming up. So I'll have to check out uh, Boom Studios or DC well, Image, see what they lots. got coming up. So, I mean, I still got a ton of comic books that I haven't read yet. I got this. Is it the Stanley Kirkman uh, X-Men's run? The first anthology of that, so I'll have to read that at some point. Can't get enough too ac- too much X Men, right? <laughs> Going back to milk toast, <laughs> yep. So I'm going to preview just a couple that I so I planned on, but and I'm going to mention why more. But so one I I plan to read, and I have the first trade is Noctera from Image. Again, this is from Previews World. This is uh, 10 years after the world is plunged into an everlasting night that turns all living creatures into monstrous shades. The only way to survive is to stay close to artificial light. Enter Valentina Val, uh, her nickname is Val Riggs, a skilled ferryman who transports people and goods along deadly unlit roads with her heavily illuminated 18-wheeler. And... uh, yeah, this is not awesome art, but uh, it's by Scott Snyder, and I'm going to talk more about him when I talk about Substack, because he's one of my favorites, and uh, I'm following him on Substack, and it's one of his comics, so I have that. I'm going to read next time, uh, for next time, and then this other one, sound, I can't recall if I talked about it uh, previously as a coming up, but if not, um, this one's by IDW Publishing. It's called Earth Divers, Book One, Kill Columbus. <laughs> so. And it's got the ship on the ocean sailing the ocean blue. But uh, this is by Stephen Graham Jones. Makes his ongoing comics debut with Earth Divers. The year is 2112, and it's the apocalypse, exactly as expected. Rivers receding, oceans rising, civilizations crumbling. Humanity has given up. Uh, I just want to make sure it's fine. Make sure it's okay. Uh, humanity has given up hope, exact except for a group of outcast indigenous survivors who have discovered a time travel portal in a cave in the middle of the desert and figured out where the world took a sharp turn for the worst, America. Convinced that the only way to save the world is to rewrite its past, they send one of their own on a bloody one-way mission back to 1492 to kill Christopher Columbus before he reaches the so-called New World. The taking down an icon is no easy task, and his actions could prove devastating for his friends in the future. So I remember reading a preview, actually, and I just bought this. So I went to Granite City Comics recently, and I saw it just there, and I had read the preview, I think, when I was looking up stuff for the podcast. And it's like, you know, they're like, what would you do if you could go back and take out one person? And like, most people would take out Hitler. And they're like, well, you know. Nope, nowadays, uh, the U.S. is worse than that. So. It was pretty bad. They yeah. decided, we're going to go out and take out Columbus so that America doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's what the, the comic is. Got, this person's going back in time to kill Columbus. So yeah. Sounds dumb, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be a lot of 
don't know. And the the art too is again is uh is, looks pretty cool in this one. So that's uh one and so I have those. The previews I had just uh, a couple, but they're linked. This is, uh, so maybe a couple of these will be something for you. Uh, this is January 2023, but first is uh, from Boom Studios. Uh, it's called Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-Y. It's a five-issue limited series. Now, the reason I picked this one is because it's from uh, another one I talked about previously, a comic called Farmhand. Um, and it's the same person, Rob Guillory, actually wrote Chew, which is another one I talked about where it's that, um, detective who can eat anything, including like, you know, body parts or human, whatever, and see like the past of that thing. So that's the, the creator of this and Farmhand is really good too. And I love their art. Um, I think I've actually showed you this, Luke, because I love the art for that, uh, that style. Yeah. You sh- I remember we're trying to, we're, you know, I'm still working on like the art look for our the comic book and you sent farmhand as you know like yeah so if you look at like mosley a, i mean this one we're talking about reference it's uh it's got a lot of the same art but this is uh so i'll read the so chronicling one man's attempt to take down the mighty idols of technology that have captivated the world in the near future in the hyper technological world of the later 21st century mosley is a bitter, bitter old janitor on a mission from a higher power to unleash holy hell upon the too-big-to-fail tech gods. Can one man bring down the corporate powers who have used their vast influence to oppress an all-too-complacent human race and hopefully win back the favor of his estranged family while he's at it? Mosley's taken up the holy hammer, and you better believe he's going to smash smash some shit until he sets mankind free. I mean, again, that just sounds like fun to me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty good. Uh, and. What was that one called? Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-Y, and that's Boom Studios. That comes out in January. The next one is another one. So uh, James Tynion, uh is somebody that I followed. I talked a lot about something that's killing the children. I have Department of Truth I got, uh, which is also supposed to be really good. He's just got a million comics, and he's somebody I follow on Substack, which I was going to mention again. Uh, he, I follow him, and he's got a, a comic called... Uh, this comes out in November, so coming up here, it's called like World Tree, but it's W and then I think it's a zero, R, L, D, all together, T, R, E, and then three, three, so World Tree. Uh, and it's an ongoing series, and it's uh, set to be the next major horror offering uh, from James Tynion, like I said. All right, last two. It's the last two for the previews, and then we'll... So, um, so this is again by James Tynion. In 1999, Gabriel, Amanda, Liam, Yoshi, and Darren discovered what they dubbed the Undernet, a secret architecture beneath the internet. They charted their exploration of the Undernet on a private message board called, again, and that's spelling, World Tree. Then they lost control and unleashed unimaginable horrors. World Tree is a horror epic that's been, uh, so this is what he said, festering in the back of my brain for a better part of five years. Um, and I mean, this guy has just some crazy stuff, man. So I highly recommend anything that comes up from him, uh, to check it out. I mean, it's going to be uh, a horror comic. So I don't know again, Luke, if that's up your alley, but, uh, next is, uh, last one, I guess, uh, for previews is upcoming series against all against all 
a primal vision of humanity gone terribly wrong. Um, and this is by Alex Pacnadel, I guess. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's a five issue mini series and it's focused on a race of otherworldly conquerors in pursuit of an especially lethal predator, man. The series is set in the distant future. Earth is long gone, but a race of alien conquerors known as the Operators have preserved its most savage animals in an artificial jungle environment they barely understand. With no bodies of their own, the Operators move from world to world, harvesting bodies for the organic exosuits they use to wage their endless wars. Ignored and underestimated by his captors is the habitat's sole human specimen, Helpless. That's the name. However, when their efforts to find and harvest an apex predator intensify, he gives them far more than they bargained for. So, that just sounds again. I mean, sounds pretty gnarly. Yeah, you see, again, you can't say, you couldn't follow that up with milk toast. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to the Ajani one. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, a couple image in other Boom Studios, but uh, there's just so much. And then, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just. Since uh, we're going to be maybe cutting this into a, another, as far as previews, I'll talk about those comics I mentioned earlier, but also I'm going to talk about Substack. But I'll need more time to talk about it, so I'll talk about some of the people I'm following on Substack and why, because there's some cool stuff, as I continue to try to get Luke to join a Substack community. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let us know in the comments and on wherever if... Uh... If you know any good Substacks to follow, yeah, I'll, yeah. So I was very quickly, I guess, since I, I have them mentioned, I'm following three, uh, three worlds, three moons, um, which again, they're minor comic, three comic book, uh, you know, people that I'm following. Three worlds, three moons, uh, the Empire of the Tiny Onion, which is that team, James Tinyan, and our best jacket, uh, which is Scott Snyder, who I mentioned. The Three Worlds, Three Moons is a, a group of uh, creators, and they're literally creating an entire world as fans watch their own world and, like, the entire history behind it and everything. And if you're a subscriber, you get to read that and do it as they're doing it. And it's, like, their own comic universe. That's pretty crazy and cool. So that's also a preview for next time. But uh, with that, let's just, I mean, we'll just call this episode 28 of the, I'm just going to say the old school nude podcast. And then it still says hobby shop talk, but we're just going to call it the old school, not no, old school, nude old, school knobs. <laughs> old school knobs. Podcast. Such a knob. <laughs> the old school nudes podcast episode 28. And I'm just going to say it because why not? You know, we're going to record again soon and have episode 29 where we'll talk about all this stuff. It's one of these times it's going to happen. And we'll be like, see, told you. We'll, we'll say within two weeks for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hopefully within a week. It's time to go eat and uh, look at the football score because I lost the score and it was a, a good game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. And it's I 28 to 23. I, 28 to 23, I but believe. But so, yeah, it looks like a good there's game. There's no stress. It's, I could care less and because the Packers lost today and it was funny. So I don't care what else happens. I just want to watch some like <laughs> high-scoring football. So all right, yeah. until next time, go play some games. Yeah.